Hey y'all, hey, it's your girl Paula, and we are back chatting with another episode of Coffee Chit Chat. We have, I like to call her my in-house resident expert. She's going to be chatting with us. Before we introduce her, we're going to get uh, go ahead and shout out the coffee of the week, which is a winter spice latte. Make sure you grab one from your favorite coffee shop. So we have Miss Sharon Jones, and you guys know she's a licensed therapist, but she's also the author and Arthur, and she's the author of the book called Alabaster Moments, Celebrating Moments of Healing and Transformation. And I thought, what a better time to start the new year than talk a little about mental health, because we know in um, from the past year, from just a few weeks ago, all the chaos that's going on in the world. So she's going to give us some tips and pointers on how we can protect our mental health and why it's very important to have the conversation on mental health. So welcome, welcome, Sharon, and thank you for getting up because she's out there on the West Coast and she's up early chatting with us on Coffee Chit Chat. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me, Paula. Yes, uh, when we speak about mental health, mental health is so critical always in our lives. And especially when you turn on the news and you see very traumatic things that are happening and connected to those very traumatic things are family members, like mothers that are losing sons, uh, sisters that are losing brothers, brothers that are losing brothers, you know, and grandparents that are losing grandsons. And so it can call in a lot of grief, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear, all of those things that stress us out and cause us to start feeling depressed or have an increased anxiety. And so it's, it's just so very important to already have a routine in place to kind of nurture your mental health and ongoing routine. Because when the subtleties come in, you know, suddenly you've lost a brother or suddenly you've lost your parent or suddenly, you know, you've lost a job. There are so many things that could happen. But how do you have coping strategies in place? You know, not that you're planning for for devastating. We all expect greatness, but Sometimes life just kind of flows in that way. Exactly. Kind of throw you a curveball. And so how do you suggest, like, if the listeners are out there and they're saying that they know someone probably need help with this, how do you suggest that you um, start that conversation with that person? Well, I think that uh, it depends on the relationship you have with the person. But I would say to approach it from a place of empathy and not sympathy. You know, empathy is kind of understanding uh, what they're going through. You may not know totally what they're going through, but coming from a, a place of understanding and not a place of judgment or being critical or saying, oh, you should have done this. And it happened because the person was like that, but really having empathy. And the next thing is being able to listen to the person's story non-judgmentally, and being present with the person and actively listen to them. Because they have a whole lot of things to say, because whatever has happened in their lives, they, they want to be able to talk about it. They want to be able to talk about it without judgment. And so I would say be an active listener, uh, be supportive, non-judgmental, and just really, uh, you know, in, encourage them to, you know, to that, you know, whatever they're going through, you know, things do change and things do get better. And even though it's difficult in this time right now, you know, still stretch for that higher feeling and know that things will get better, even though they're not feeling like it's going to get better because they're experiencing it. And so 
we experience so many different things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's not about the experience. It's how we bounce back from it or how we're able to meet it with coping skills or or reduce our stressors or build a supportive network to help us. As you can see in the case of, uh, or in the situation with Tyree Nichols, there are a lot of supportive people that have surrounded themselves around the family mm-hmm. to to help support them. When you know, you know, in the Bible it says, "Let the weak say, I'm strong." And sometimes uh, we need other people to help us to uh, have that strength. Oh, I love that, and I love when you said that non-judgmental. Because sometimes I think it's just because we're human, we tend to judge, and we know that in the um, African American community, talking about your mental health was such a stigma. And I think it is starting to improve. To improve, but you're the therapist. Do you think it's improving a little bit in our community that it's okay to talk to a therapist? It's okay to uh, you know vent your feelings. I think that. It finally reaches the point where individuals uh, want to talk to a therapist, but I think sometimes it's it's at the most critical stage where they feel like there are no other options and that they have mm-hmm. to go in. And so my encouragement is that we work on ourselves, even the therapist, ongoing, because no one uh, is left out when it comes to stress or or significant adverse events coming in their life. And so just like we. Some people go to the gym and that helps mental health as well. But I think that we have to have an ongoing plan and we have to be intentional and conscious that we have to be working on ourselves. And it it helps, you know, it helps the whole family system. If the parents are working on themselves, you know, psychologically or mentally and spiritually, then oftentimes the children absorb that behavior. And so if we have a standing practice of you know, praying together or having a meal together. It can be as simple as that, you know, trying to take walks together, but building building up that uh, self-care routine. And oftentimes people will say, well, we don't have any money to, to do anything, but you can walk in the park. You can mm. come together and eat, eat around the table. All those things our ancestors kind of had in place, eating mm. around the table, you know, the Sunday meal. Uh, going to you know to the spiritual community on Sunday, uh, engaging the children in the youth programs where they learn how to talk and how they learn how to speak and how to connect with other people, and so we can do that. And if we do start to feeling a little bit depressed or down, we should have a supportive network already in place to try to connect someone that can. And if we don't, there are other resources in the community such as the nine eight eight number, where you if you're you know starting to go through something. Uh, mental health related, you can call up and speak to someone. And maybe the person might say, well, I don't know the person on the line, but sometimes you don't even know your doctor (laughs) before you go to see your (laughs) medical doctor. And it's it's the same with mental health, making sure you're open to evolving and cultivating your mind and releasing those stressors daily. There should be a routine every day when you come from work or when you come home, even if it's just five minutes, sitting quietly listening, listening to your mind, you know, maybe drinking some tea or coffee, as Paula would say, coffee, chit chat, coffee, you know, (laughs) because it can be very soothing. And what it does, it slows you down. If you are in a frequency, an ongoing frequency of never, never, never relaxing, just stressing, stressing, stressing about things, you know, at some point there's a fatigue that comes in. And so if you're Every day, just like the sun comes up in the morning, you know, it's 
bright and vibrant, and there's a renewal, a spirit of renewal, we have to have that spirit of renewal in our life because stagnant is not good. And it doesn't mean you have to be spending a whole lot of money. It could just be a simple walk in the neighborhood. It could be a simple walk in your yard. You know, it could be calling up a, a positive friend, a non-judgmental friend, just getting a perspective. It could be connecting to, you know, a spiritual Bible study, things like that, that we really don't have to pay a whole lot of money for, but we have to establish a plan so that we are renewing every day. You know, because renewal uh, leads to transformation. If you're renewing every day, you're going to walk out bigger and better, even though you've gone through grief and loss, even though you've gone through an adverse situation. But the goal is to do those renewal activities so that you can have a new beginning. Oh, I love that. The transformation. And um, I was listening to a therapist. I think it might have been the Today Show. And they said, sometimes you can just sit on your sofa and just put your hand over your heart and then maybe by mm-hmm. your, your your stomach and just inhale, you know, maybe five times really deep and then exhale maybe eight times and do that just a couple of times just to kind of get the weight of the day released. <laughs> yes. And I thought, I said, that's really good. And it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't cost a thing. Yes. That's very, true. Um, very, very simple. Um, and do you, but why do you feel that people are so afraid? Is it stereotypes or something to express emotions? You know, maybe you have a sister or a cousin that wants to come and talk to you, but they're a little afraid or a little embarrassed because they've been feeling this way. What makes them feel that they cannot talk to someone? A lot of it is their early experiences and how their parents or the people, key people in their lives address things. Oftentimes I find in the African-American communities and other communities uh, where individuals stuff their feelings, they suppress their feelings. Uh, As a young child, you're told not to cry. Suck it up. You better dry those eyes up. You know, don't cry. And so at that, that is the beginning point of saying that it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to have a voice. Children are to be seen and not heard. And Mm -hmm. so from that thing, they're like, well, I better shut up, you know, because oftentimes it led to discipline. And so those are, are kind of early messages that, that says it's not OK to express your feelings. If you express your feelings, it shows a sign of weakness. It's shameful if you're a young boy and you're crying. You're supposed to be tough and strong. Mm. When we know we have to release emotions, uh, that's a part of the reset part of the body, just like you were just speaking about breathing. When we do deep breathing, it helps to uh, calm the body down as opposed to just holding on tense and holding your breath. That gives another signal to the body. Our senses respond to these signals uh, and the brain also responds to these signals. And so therefore, it's better to smile than to frown. Uh, it's been said that when you smile, you know, it releases certain chemicals. And when you frown, it takes about 24 hours to get yourself back on track. But I, I think the early messages and uh, the message about, you know, healthcare. I mean, we're talking about mental health, even physical health care. Individuals wait until the last minute when their life is almost threatened to go to a healthcare care okay. uh, practitioner. So health care is OK. And there are many ways to address it. There are holistic healers in the community that you can connect to. Uh, there's, uh, you know, chiropractic uh, practices and there's Reiki for energy healing, all these different types of modalities that can help get you back in alignment because the death of a son by the police, you need to get back in alignment. And so 
oftentimes we kind of sit in it, but and I, and I know, you know, it's a difficult, very difficult situation, but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. having that self-care uh, in place prior, uh, an ongoing practice daily, getting up, you know, maybe doing the breaths in the morning, maybe just mm-hmm. sitting still and quiet and giving yourself time to relax. Maybe taking a little walk, maybe reading something inspirational, maybe listening mm-hmm. to a podcast and and maybe listening to your spiritual um, music, such as I, I just got uh, fond of this uh, spiritual song by Dietrich Haddon. It's open door season for your life. I love that. So mm-hmm. yeah, having a positive aspect, you know, it's open door season, you know, over your life, you know, an open heaven, you know, or, you know, open the windows of heaven, you know, you know, let it rain, you know, things oh. like that, you know, tell yourself, mm-hmm. I'm going to let it rain, you know, right. things of that nature. I love that. And I, cause I know with the, um, Tyree Nichols situation. It, I, I just can't even imagine, you know, being a mother of two African-American young men and then her actually losing her son. And I feel that it it, it touched other uh, black and brown mothers. You know, it, it's like, oh, my goodness, my child drives. And, you know, they're thinking all yes. that as well. So that is so important that we have to um, Tell somebody, talk about it. Like, yeah, that offended me. That really frustrated me. And I think sometimes we just kind of hold it in. But I know that it probably, I, I saw a saying somewhere that said when he called mom, it triggered every mother. You know, I said exactly. Yes. He was calling all mothers. <laughs> yes. And sisters, you know, for brothers. Oh, and yeah. so, and, and the thing about it is that you have an innocent man in a vulnerable place, you know, being oppressed and victimized you know, with aggression. And so what it it brings up fear for a whole nation, you know, Mm -hmm. especially people of color, uh, uh, communities Mm -hmm. of color, because it's like, that could have been me. That could have been my son. That Mm could have been my brother. And is there any justice? You know, you know, and, and so it, it, this is a whole, this is an interesting topic this morning because it can put us in that fight or flight mode because we already have some, some trauma narratives in our life. And when we see something like this, it, it, it cuts deep to the core. Right. And that's why I thought, I said, you know, mental health would be just an excellent topic starting out this year. So people can understand that, make sure you are speaking with someone, make sure you have that supportive network so that you can heal and get that transformation that you need in your life. And, and um, on that note, they can actually purchase your book. It's called Celebrate Moments of Healing and Transformation. Very inspirational listeners. So I'm going to let Sharon tell you how you can um, actually purchase her book. Well, the book is on Amazon. And actually, the book came out of the inspiration that, you know, at times, you know, you go through things in life where you need healing. Just as Mm -hmm. the uh, story that we were, or the incident with Tyree Ellen. A whole nation needs healing after that one incident. Never, ever heard of Tyree uh, Nichols before, but definitely cut deep to the core. And so the book is on Amazon. You know, it's it's a way that, you know, I try to bring healing and a message to the world. And another thing, uh, going back to this conversation on mental health, uh, not only the mother that's lost a son, but the other mothers have lost their son as well to the legal system, pretty mm-hmm. much. And so it's that ongoing trauma and hurting uh, where 
where the nation needs healing. Another thing that I've I've been doing workshops on inner child healing. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. whatever you're feeling internally at your core, and it's referred to as the inner child, like if the inner child is angry and, and that's not healed or things of that nature, then it translates over into your adult life. And so oftentimes mm-hmm. when you see behaviors of individuals, you wonder what's buried beneath, you know, you wonder, you know, what is happening with that innermost part of the person, the inner child, because sometimes we have to really go deep and look at that, look at our core beliefs, look at our underlying feelings. You know, many people can be smiling, but we wear a lot of masks. And so there may be rage deep down inside. There may be hurt. There may be mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. And so another reason I recommend therapy, because you'll probably never take a look at your behavior, how your feelings and thoughts impact, unless you're sitting with someone that's professional, that's confidential, that can facilitate a process of healing and growth. But the book Alabaster oh, Moment is, is, is about just that healing and growth. You might you might go through some heavy blows in life, but you can get back up bigger and better. That's awesome. You guys, you hear that, make sure you go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Celebrating Moments of Healing and Transformation with Sharon. And I will make sure that we put in our Facebook coffee chit-chat group so you guys will not forget how you can get that book. And the quote of the week is, there is hope even when your brain tells you there isn't. And that is by John Green. Make sure, guys, to tune in next week for another exciting episode of Coffee Chit Chat.